Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hey guys, Frank Fleck here, founder of Ethical Property Partners, recording this direct from Hadrian's Wall. It is uh, 8am on Thursday morning and um, I'm literally just 10 yards or so now, 20 yards or so from the the start of Adrian's Wall. And it's interesting, isn't it? It's so interesting. I was coaching a a partner yesterday on a deal and the deal is going to make them potentially three million pounds, big deal. And there's all those thoughts that are going through their head and they're the same thoughts that are going through my head now. Can I do this? Am I able to overcome all of the challenges that are ahead of me. I woke up this morning feeling tired, (laughs) which is ridiculous, right? Because I've just slept for seven hours. I drove yesterday. I've I've not trained for five days because I've been resting myself. So how can I be tired? But it's it's psychosomatic, isn't it? I've, I've been building up to this now for six weeks, eight weeks, it's a beautiful day, no rain forecast until 9pm, um, so I've got 11 hours in the dry, quite sunny by the, uh, looking at the forecast, there's a nice little mist over the sea here on the west coast, just west of Carlisle, and yet, like my legs feel sluggish, I was, I was lying down in the taxi, I said to the taxi driver, I said this is just a taxi from Carlisle to to the coast it's about half an hour and I said to the cat taxi driver I'm just gonna have a little snooze if you don't mind and I fell asleep and I, I felt really tired but I can't be tired and my legs can't be sluggish it's it is just all in my head and I think that's gonna be a, a mantra for the next 30 or 40 hours this is all in my head and I can overcome this whether you're doing a physical challenge, whether you're investing in your business, it takes bravery, doesn't it? It takes bravery from a partner to be doing that. Um, when I say my partner, not, not my spouse, one of our EPP partners, it takes bravery for them to do this deal. It's, they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're standing up and going, I'm going to do this big deal. I'm going to, um, he said yesterday, it's going to change my financial future. And I thought, yeah, it absolutely is. And yes, you can do this, but you can only do it if he tries. You can only do it if he has a crack. I was chatting to a couple of women there. They were just starting the walk at the same time. (laughs) I guess it's because the dawn's just breaking. It's a good time to start. And um, they had this little duck and they're like gonna photograph that at every stage of the walk, which I thought was amazing. What a good idea. And they had uh, this guidebook. Now, that guidebook weighs, I've weighed it, it weighs about 150 grams. So there's no way I'm carrying an extra 150 grams. My, my pack is as light as it can possibly be. I've got a banana in it at the moment and I'm trying to work out how soon I can eat my banana to get rid of the weight because I've just had a massive cooked breakfast and a couple of coffees and a load of water. Um, and they're carrying a guidebook. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I thought, no, it's not. They're on a different journey to me. They're going to Newcastle. Um, but I didn't ask because I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> say, oh, I'm doing it in one go. How long are you taking? You know, it's not, not really my style. But the long and short of it is they're probably going to stop and sleep along the way. They're probably not going. I might be wrong, but if they're carrying their guidebook, then they're probably not doing it in one go. But it's a different journey. It doesn't matter what the journey is. But it's about knowing where you're headed and what you want to achieve from it. I presented to a, a group of estate agents yesterday, about 20 estate agents, and the topic that they were asking me to help them with was, we've had a brilliant couple of years in the estate agency business, which of course they have. <laughs> the, the market's been so buoyant, and properties have practically been selling themselves, but now they're heading into a tougher, a leaner time. The market is um, always cyclical. You have um, spring and summer in your business, and that is a really awesome, um, profitable, 
lucrative time for you and then every business goes into autumn and winter and that's where you have to cut your fat where you have to um, cut your cloth as Ian in, uh, in Northern Ireland says and 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 get yourself efficient and lean and 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 through the harder times and what they were saying is we're going into a lean time now um, how can we invest in property if we don't have chunks of cash how can we invest and I, I was explaining that being an estate agent is actually a brilliant opportunity to do sophisticated property investing um, one of the guys there had 60 vendors on their books that's 60 people that want to sell their house and I said almost certainly you'll have one motivated vendor perhaps two or three and so what I said was you know that's an amazing opportunity to just you already know these people's names and addresses they already trust you they're already a client go have some conversations with them to establish why they're selling would they be interested in a control now pay later would they be interested in a below market value swift purchase what are their goals and what I said to the agencies you've got to know where you're headed you've got to know your goals and for me this challenge is just a metaphor it's a metaphor for your life. And you might think, oh, Frank, that's really woolly. <laughs> By the way, I'm not going to talk this much on all of the um, episode, all, all of the chunks of this podcast. I've committed to recording a little bit every two hours. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I will talk this much later on, but it won't be as coherent, I promise you. <laughs> um, but this challenge is that I started off a few, um, maybe two months ago, I had the idea. And what I said to myself is I'll give myself four days. So I put four days in the diary to do it. I can do 21 miles a day is what I was thinking. And then as I got closer to it, I thought, no, actually, I'm going to refine that goal. I'm going to actually have a crack at doing it in one go. And I was going to run it. And then I thought, no, I'm not fit enough to run it. So I'll run and walk it. But what I've realised is if I run the first couple of miles, yes, I can get 10, 12, even 15 miles under my belt. Um, but then my legs are really tired. Um, whereas in that same time, I can walk probably three quarters of the distance, but my legs won't be as hammered from, from the impact of running. So I've, I've reassessed. I initially thought I could do the whole thing at six mile an hour pace, um, which would have been 14 hours, but I know I can't do that having done a couple of test runs. And so what I've realized is, is I'm better off walking at three, three and a half mile an hour pace and giving myself 30 to 40 hours with stops. And so I've refined my plan, but it's not 180 degrees from what my plan was a couple of months ago. And this is what I was saying to the estate agents and letting agents yesterday, decide on your 10 year goals now. In fact, I challenged them all to write down their top 10 goals in 10 minutes. And I'd encourage you to do that because from that you can work out your direction what are the 10 most important things to you right now and once you know that you're laughing you can then start taking steps towards them and coming back to the metaphor that's me I'm just going to keep walking my commitment to myself is that I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other until I fall over or reach Newcastle and can I do it? I don't know. Will my body be able to do it? I believe it will. I'm expecting it to really hurt <laughs> because last week I did 32 miles and that really hurt. But boy, did I feel good afterwards. Boy, did I feel like, a, uh, uh, like I'd achieved something. I, I felt like I'd succeeded. And again, when you do a deal and you get it under your belt, you feel amazing. You feel absolutely like, yeah. I've helped a vendor, I've helped an investor. I've provided a bit more for my legacy for my kids. I've held some homeless people. So can I put one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other for the next 30 to 40 hours? We'll see, but it's gonna be fun regardless. And uh, I was listening, I was re reading rather last night Cameron Haynes' book, um, Endure. I was just reading about his first ever 100 mile race and um, his son joined him for the last five miles. Normally he can run five miles in about half an hour and it took him an hour and 50 minutes or something to do five hours, uh, five miles. And you think, oh, that's painful, that is. Oh my goodness, how can it take four times as long? <laughs> I can believe it. And his son said to him, dad, you're in such a good mood. <laughs> like you're laughing and, and smiling. 
And uh, Cameron said in the book, he said, if you smile at something, it instantly makes it easier. So this is me. I'm going to be smiling the whole way. I'm going to tell myself I can do it. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other um, until I fall over or get to Newcastle. So we will see. There we go. I'm about a mile in now, there or thereabouts. Oh, there's some beautiful deer in the field. God, beautiful. So I've now been walking for 55 minutes, less than an hour, right? And I'm loving it. Beautiful sunshine, nice temperature. Um, lucked out with the weather. Eat my first banana to get my weight down. Feel quite comfortable thinking, yeah, I can keep doing this for 30 hours. Then I turned off the road onto uh, the, the path came off the road and the path put me through a field and the field's got six, six inch high grass that is laden with dew. And so within a minute of walking on that, my feet are soaked, absolutely soaked. I'm in my first hour, I haven't even finished my first hour and my feet are soaked. Now I knew they'd get wet, um, but like, I'm, I found myself scrunching my toes up to keep them to try keep them dry. Because, yes, I've broken these trainers in. Yes, I've hardened my feet up a bit because I've done these two training runs in the last three weeks or training hikes. But I've got wet feet within the first hour. And those of you that think, oh, nearly fell over as well. I did actually fall over on one of my training uh, hikes which again is quite good to know that you fall over and carry on. But those of you that think, oh, you know, only I have those thoughts. I've just had my thought, my first, maybe I should go back. Maybe I should stop thought within the first hour. And I had to catch myself and go, Frank, <laughs> it's going to get a whole load harder than this. <laughs> if having wet feet is your biggest concern in the next 30 hours, like <laughs> start celebrating now. And so... That was my first thought that I wanted to share. And the idea of doing this in real time is that it's real, right? It's not, <laughs> oh, look at me, I've just finished this. You know, step outside your comfort zone, it's easy. No, <laughs> it's not. And we all have those um, imposter syndrome and am I good enough and can I do this in our property businesses, in our personal lives, in our physical lives. And here's the thing, I then thought to myself, you knew you should have worn waterproof socks. You had the thought, get some waterproof socks. And that's true. I did have the thought. I had the thought about, oh, which way am I going? Ah, oh, no, don't know which way I'm going. So this was another fear of mine. Oh, you're getting this in real time now. My other fear was, so you walk down a really long, my other fear was that I got lost. Uh, bus stop, yes, through that field. Three kissing gates, very muddy. I can only see two kissing gates. Paving slabs over muddy section. I think it goes this way. Yeah, I think it's this way. So this was my other fear that I got lost because most of my training, I love water. Those of you that watch my YouTube channel can see how often I'm sailing and stuff. Uh, I've got beach houses because I just love waking up looking at the beach. And, um, when you walk along a river or a canal, there's no um, navigating to do. But I've never, oh good, I'm on it. And there's some paving slabs, yay! I tell you what, this guidebook is amazing. I'll tell you what it's called uh, at the end of the, the walk because I haven't actually got it with me. I've just photographed all the maps, uh, <laughs> save a few, few grams. So what I was saying was, now I'm back on the track and look at this, <laughs> it's a dry track now, but my feet are sodden is I had the thought about 24 hours ago, maybe 36 hours ago, what about waterproof socks? <clears throat> and I have worn them before actually. There's a brand, I think they're called Otters or something. And they always seem to be quite comfy. And I, anyway, I'm wearing running socks, 1,000 mile socks. They're like a super duper. I think they're like a double skin, really anti-blister. Amazing, but of course they just let the moisture straight in. And I thought to myself, you idiot, Frank, and this is the self-talk and I'm catching myself in the moment and I'm trying to help you to realize that that self-awareness is what helps you to succeed. We all have these thoughts. I'm not an idiot. I decided that having done no training with waterproof socks, imagine walking for 30 to 40 hours 
with, do you see how often I'm <laughs> repeating that by the way? I keep repeating that to myself. You're gonna get this done in 30 to 40 hours. I'm telling myself it, I'm telling my subconscious it so that the, my body makes it happen. And can you imagine walking with basically plastic bags on your feet for that period of time without ever having trained? So I made the best decision at the time. Now I didn't think of wearing waterproof socks <laughs> two weeks ago or three weeks ago. If I thought of it then, I probably would have trained with some and seen. Perhaps would have been amazing or perhaps I would have got awful blisters and thought, no, that's a mistake. So I am where I am. And the decision then is, no point beating myself up. I made the best decision I could have made. Now, yes, I could have read 10 books about Hadrian's Wall a year ago, and maybe a few of them would have mentioned waterproof socks, and then I would have had the thought, and I could have trained, and I could have found the best ones, but I haven't. Maybe you, if you're a really high C person, would have done all that research. Maybe when you'd had the thought a couple of months ago, you would have said, right, I'm gonna plan this in for 2023, and I'm gonna have a 12 month planning schedule to make sure that I'm in the best possible position to accomplish this. Fantastic, that's brilliant, but it's not my approach. My approach is I love the idea of that. I'm gonna have a crack at it. And some of you will be going, oh my goodness, Frank, that's crazy. And others will be going, that's me. That's what I wanna do. I'm, I'm that personality profile. And neither is better than the other, but we just have to be aware, self-aware of our personality profile so that we can maximize the strengths of it and minimize the um, negatives of our, of our personality. And my personality is just to crack on with it and to roll with the punches and overcome the, the obstacles that pop up on the way that invariably someone who'd gone more um, in a more considered manner wouldn't have come across. And so I've stopped beating myself up about waterproof socks. Um, I'm gonna trust in my feet to not get blisters. I'm focusing on the fact that my socks are already drying out, that my um, trainers are high-tech running trainers that are gonna breathe and allow the moisture out. I am not beating myself up for not wearing hiking boots. I did think to myself, you could, now that you're not running it, you could hike the whole thing in hiking boots. But my hiking boots, I've worn them probably 10 hours in the last 10 years. Oh, it's a really muddy bit. <coughs> um, managed to avoid the mud but got stung, <laughs> stinging nettle. Um, uh, but, but that probably would have given me much worse issues and I probably would have had to train for a few, um, whew, few tens of hours to get my feet used to those hiking boots. So I'm not gonna beat myself up about that. And the whole, ah, oh, this isn't perfect now, turn around, should you turn around, Frank? Should you, you know, go dry your feet, do it another day, do it in hiking boots, do it in waterproof socks? No, I don't think so. I'm just gonna carry on because nothing's perfect, is it? There are gonna be obstacles and maybe my feet are dry out and I'll be absolutely fine. Right, I'm in a farm now. <laughs> I've gotta work out if this is the right way. I think it is. I've done 8.4 miles, 10% of the way there and I'm feeling okay feel quite fresh but then you'd hope to wouldn't you with 90% to go done a chunk of work which is good my biggest concern right now and I think it's important to monitor your concerns isn't it and keep them in check but listen to to those warning signs we talk about taps in the road on EPP and when what we mean by that and that's come from an action coach educational concept what we mean by those taps in the road is you know when you you feel a bit tired when you're driving and uh, you think to yourself oh I'm a bit tired that's an indication that maybe you should stop or maybe you should change what you're doing and then you know when you hit the rumble strip and it goes brrr, you think to yourself oh I should I should really have a break now I should really go have a coffee stretch my legs and if you keep ignoring those taps they get harder and harder and bigger and bigger taps and you get these in your business right you miss a mortgage payment and you think oh that was unlucky but then you miss another one and you miss that one by rather than a day you miss it by two weeks and then then you get a a note on your credit file and then all of a sudden a mortgage lender won't lend to you and then or before you know it your business has fallen over because you weren't paying attention to the to the taps along the way so the um warning that i've had and i'm just monitoring 
is been going um, just over two hours now and I've used 40% of my phone battery. Now mainly that's because I've been recording loads, I've done some videos, <laughs> I've been leaving voice notes for clients, I've been chatting to, to clients, I'm moving forward a progression on a, on a completion that's hopefully happening next week. So I thought to myself, why didn't you bring a bigger battery pack with you, Frank? So I bought the lightest one I possibly could find, it's like 150 grams, which is obviously batteries are heavy, aren't they? And it gives me two charges of my iPhone 13. And I thought, oh, that'd be, that'd be plenty, because on my training runs, I've just been in my own head, I've been thinking about stuff. I haven't been doing loads of calls and, and videos and podcast recordings like this one but the problem is <laughs> if it's taken half my phone battery for two hours then and I've got three phone that 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 battery um pack charges my phone twice that only gives me three full charges which only gives me if each charge is four hours then I've only got 12 hours of battery and I want to be going for ooh, what way do I go here is it straight ahead? It's straight ahead here. Hmm, I'm not sure. The joys of, of wondering. Excuse me, is it that way? Yes, yeah, straight up along the tree line. Awesome, thanks. Lucky there was a dog walker there. Um, so now, I've only, now I'm thinking, uh-oh, I've only got 12 hours of battery life left. And what I was thinking about an hour ago is, ah, oh, this is brilliant. I'm getting loads of work done and I'm um, distracting myself. You know, I'm not paying attention to like counting every step and how hard I'm feeling. This is brilliant. I'm using Strava, so that's giving me my average speed, my per mile speed, and I'm, I'm happy that I'm at three and a half mile an hour, which is a great walking pace for me. I've got short legs. But what I hadn't factored in <laughs> is I'm gonna run out of phone battery. Now that's not necessarily a disaster because I will be stopping to feed. I will be stopping, but I didn't really wanna stop for like half an hour. I wanted to stop for 10 minutes, but maybe I need to. I have told myself that I need to stop and have a, a really big meal before everything shuts tonight. So I'm thinking six, seven, eight, nine p.m. at the absolute latest. I need to find a pub or a restaurant and sit down and have as many calories as I can, uh, buy a load of packets of crisps and nuts and chocolate um, so that I can see myself through until everything opens in the morning. But I could charge my battery pack at that point and I could charge my um, phone at that point. I've only got one plug. I've got two cables, two USB cables, but only one plug with me. So it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's never straightforward. Everything we do has got pros and cons. It's all shades of gray. It's, you know, this is going well, the weather's great. I'm getting loads of work done. Not even thinking about the walk. It reminds me of lockdown actually, when I did loads of walk, loads of walking. Um, whilst working so as not to go <laughs> crazy locked in the house that reminds me of that a bit but yeah I think the reason for sharing this is there are always these nagging doubts aren't there and some of us give in to them and some of us pay attention to them but proceed with caution anyway and that's what I'm doing at the moment I'm thinking right I need to be aware of that maybe monitor my usage a bit maybe I need to um, look for somewhere to stop and plug in and have a coffee a bit earlier etc so just bearing that in mind check in with you later so I've just walked past a sign for a village and beneath the name of the village there was a, a green defibrillator sign I've never seen it before, but do you know what my initial reaction was? And this is funny. I was like, oh, that might be handy. That was literally my reaction. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, that's not a great sign, Frank, if you're thinking you might have a heart attack in the next 
mile as you walk through this village. And then I was thinking, yeah, but the good news is you know how to use a defibrillator. And I am actually trained in how to use one. And then I thought, yeah, but you can't do it on yourself. <laughs> You needed to be walking with someone else. And, and then I had to stop myself in this ludicrous conversation with myself to say, Frank, you're not going to have a heart attack <laughs> in the next mile. Hopefully you're not going to have a heart attack like in the next 24 hours. And hopefully never. <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with you. And I'm laughing nearly enough to wet myself because I reckon that the endorphins from laughing at myself and the absurdity of the situation will help me to get through the pain. So I uh, thought I'd share that with you because I'm chuckling away to myself. I'm six hours in, there or thereabouts. Just stopped for some food at this little van with a guy called Owen, who was lovely. He let me plug my phone in because I'm low on juice. He let me sit on his chair because my legs ached. <laughs> he gave me tea, coffee, cake. He even gave me his own personal banana for his lunch. He gave me that because he said you need it more than me. How nice is that? Um, and we got talking. We got talking about, obviously you're saying how far you're walking, yada, yada, yada. And I was talking about Stephen Green and how he'd done his 230-odd mile world record triathlon. And Owen told me, now Owen, like, he wasn't a slim bloke, in his own words, you know, he's never been slight. And um, he's making coffees and selling cake, right, out of the back of a, a trailer. A very nice trailer and very nice coffee. But you wouldn't look at him and think, endurance athlete. But it turns out, he likes cycling. And it turns out even further that next year, he's going to do a 24-hour cycle ride from Carlisle to Hull and back, which is 350 miles non-stop, all the way there and all the way back. And he was telling me how people he's been speaking to about this, and this is the danger, isn't it? Red flag people, people we love, people we respect, but who don't know what they're talking about and don't have the same drive and the same vision and the same values and beliefs as us tell us their opinion which alters our course in an unhelpful and unproductive way his red flag people are going why would you go there and back why don't you just go there and he said frank what you're doing is why i'm going to go there and back i want to feel amazing afterwards i want to put my mind over matter i want to conquer this my message is he's a superhero a modern day superhero, coffee shop, kids, got his own business, 350 mile cycle ride in one go next year. Unbelievable. And David Goggins says this. David Goggins says, and if you don't know who he is, go have a look at him. Unbelievable achievements. I think he's been in the elite forces of all of the American uh, forces. So he's been in the elite team. So he's been an army ranger, um, whatever their SAS is called in the States. Sorry to the Americans listening. I don't know what your elite forces are called. And he's been in the, the Navy SEALs. I think it's the Navy SEALs. Um, he says that when your mind thinks your body is done, when your mind thinks that you can't go any further and gives up, your body's only at 40% of its capacity. 40%! That means it's not even half. That means there's 60% available, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's incredible. Ah, oh, there's no signs here. I'm a bit nervous now that I've gone the wrong way. I cannot afford to do any extra um, footsteps. Ah, <laughs> oh, I wish there was a little acorn there. I've been following these acorns like... Um, crumbs <laughs> along the uh, the whole path ah there's someone jogging i'm gonna ask him because i just cannot afford to go the wrong way excuse me mate is this the hadrian's wall path do you know is, yeah. awesome thank you so much cheers oh people are so helpful aren't they <laughs> not everyone <laughs> one old lady <laughs> so funny i um there are these little honesty boxes and i didn't know if they had any food or drink in them this time of year because i'm out of season or right at the tail end of the season and um 
there's, <laughs> there's this honesty box, the first one I came to, and it had a tuna salad in it, a tuna and quinoa salad in a, like a tin. I checked the, I checked the expiry date because the fridge wasn't, it's like a fridge in a box outside someone's house. And um, the fridge was a bit grimy. Um, but the salad had, it was June 2024. And I was like, oh, okay, that's in date. And then there was a, a big pack of apricots. The apricots were huge like and I was like oh that'd be quite nice I haven't trained eating apricots but you know dried fruit can't be too bad and a tuna salad tuna might repeat on me but yeah I'll, I'll take it and I wanted to support these um um honesty boxes they apparently like local kids do them and that for pocket money <laughs> but it was a pound an item which I actually think both those items would have cost more than a pound but maybe they get donated maybe the kids go around the village I don't know um and I was like oh brilliant but I only had a £20 note and I looked at these apricots and these uh, tuna salad. And I think if I was hungrier or further on in my walk, I would have just gone, oh, there are some kids left 20 quid. And <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to pay 20 quid for what is probably £3 in a shop. And um, so I knocked on two doors and obviously every footstep that isn't on the path is a wasted footstep. And I, I, I suspect I know how painful each footstep's going to be later on they're pretty painful now and I'm only six odd hours in um but um I went to two front doors and then a dog was barking on another front door and I was thinking um right that's and I said hello someone's someone's shouted at the dog and I said oh hello and they said um stay away from the gate <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> and then I said this is this old lady and I said um any chance you give me some change for the, the honesty box? No, no, thank you. I was like, okay, I'm not selling anything. I actually thought she might like have a fiver or something and I could, I, I don't mind like giving her some money and that, but no, she had no interest in helping whatsoever, which is funny, isn't it? And when I think we can get really upset about grumpy people or we can think, do you know what? They haven't chosen to be grumpy. They haven't chosen to be awkward. They've got their own script going on. They've got their own head trash, their own lives going on. I sometimes think about that with my little boy, Frankie. He's autistic and has ADHD and epilepsy and stuff. And you can see it on parents' faces sometimes where they, they're clearly judging and they're clearly going, oh, why don't you, you know, sort that boy out? And sometimes people say stuff and tut and that, and they just have no idea, no idea of what he's trying to cope with, you know, how he perceives the world compared to how we perceive it. It's all so challenging for him. And that, that little old lady who was pretty, pretty unhelpful, <laughs> to put it mildly, and she might have, you know, all kinds of stuff going on. So I digress anyway, I digress. Superhero, Owen, 350 miles next year. Good on him amazing and I was talking about um, Cameron Haynes I was talking about David Goggins with him I was talking about Stephen Green and now he's going to go away and he's going to um, um, research those and hopefully be inspired to, to do his endurance event his world record next year so a few reflections on my walk so far and this isn't related to the walk necessarily but the first one is that every day is a school day and the reason I say every day is a school day and people perhaps think to themselves oh stop banging on about this Frank or stop just saying the same educational concepts over and over and I actually do keep saying them over and over I say them to myself oh every day is a school day because it reminds my subconscious that I am learning every day and I'm expecting myself to learn and then of course it becomes self-fulfilling so most of you will know I've got some holiday cottages up on the um, East Yorkshire coast up in Filey Bay beautiful part of the country but it's suffering massive coastal erosion now in Filey itself there's a huge concrete wall would have cost millions to build and the whole town is protected from coastal erosion. Just down the coast, literally a mile or so, which is where my holiday lets are, there's massive coastal erosion. In fact, the planners were trying to decline my planning permission based on the fact that these houses will fall into the sea at some point. <laughs> the operative word being some point. <laughs> there's been a coastal um, survey done that says 
that they'll perhaps fall into the sea, perhaps in 75 years' time. Well, if you work out my profit on this development over the next 75 years, I'm quite happy they fall into the sea. I'll have made my money back many times over. And so I'm walking along the coast path here, and obviously then it turns right a bit and goes inside uh, across the country. But I've just come across a, a house earlier today where they've actually put a concrete slab. And you think, oh, that will get washed away. That's pointless. But the angle of the uh, beach, if you want to call it that. Now, this house is really close to the sea. It's probably only 20 yards from the sea. But the angle of it is quite shallow. It's quite a shallow gradient. And they've put a concrete slab maybe 20 meters long. Yeah, maybe 30 meters long. Um, only probably four meters wide. So, you know, from towards the sea, four meters from where the house is to, to the sea, you know, that, that kind of a slab. So it's maybe 25 meters long, four meters wide. It looked to be about 30 centimeters deep, might be a bit more. And it wasn't weathered at all. It wasn't cracking, it wasn't falling. And I thought that is clever. Like how much does that cost where you could work out your your um, cost of that in terms of the um, cubic metres of concrete? But that might protect that house for an extra 50 years or 100 years, who knows? But I thought, I, in my head, I'd written off the fact that you can halt or delay the onset of coastal erosion you know that the sea was just too powerful that it would just wash anything away now it's possible that that was put in last week and will be gone in 12 months time i doubt it but it's interesting isn't it and i've just lodged it in my head hmm maybe in the right setting you can overcome coastal erosion would i need planning permissions for that well probably because it's not on my not on my land it's probably not their land they might have had to ask permission from someone i don't know or would they have done it without permission i have no idea but it's just challenged that that belief i had and i would now say that previously i thought that was a belief and now i think perhaps that's a limiting belief and i'm only open to changing my mind on stuff like that because I tell myself that every day is a school day. And if I tell myself that every day is a school day, every day becomes a school day. And I become more and more open to information that challenges my current beliefs. I become more and more open to information that expands my knowledge base. So it's a small thing, isn't it? I'm, I'm here on a walk seeing how much I can push myself physically, but at the same time, I'm learning stuff about my property business. I'm learning stuff now that might never be of any use to me but equally it could be and in my head I've probably got thousands of little bits of information like that and I go around I even when I see my most junior partners if I go and see a house with them I'm always open to what the neighbors done then how are you looking to do this oh you're looking to do that now that's interesting etc etc all good every day's a school day <laughs> Oh, it's painful now, really painful. Um, but it's never gonna be easy, is it? And quite frankly, um, the, the longest I've ever exercised is 13 and a half hours. Um, I'm at 10 hours now, the sun's setting. I think I've got about half an hour, 45 minutes of daylight, of, of like walking light. Then I'll have my head torch on. And I think the head torch has got to last 12 hours. I think it'll start getting walking light again at 7 a.m. But oh, the thought of walking for 12 hours. Last night it hit nearly zero, maybe three or four degrees. That's cold. Um, it was cold when I got up this morning. So yeah, I'm nervous, um, pained, in pain, um, and struggling, frankly. But <laughs> if it was easy, everyone would do it. And if it was easy, I wouldn't feel amazing afterwards. So I'm uh, digging deep. Um, and putting one foot in front of the other. As this walk progresses, <laughs> my, my recordings may well become more rambling. So this one is about weeing down your leg. <laughs> and you might think, oh my goodness, Frank's lost the plot. <laughs> weeing down his leg, what's he on about? <laughs> 
in our property businesses, we have to take action. The only people who definitely don't succeed are the ones that don't take action or pretend to take action. They kid themselves and they kid others that they're taking action. They'll actually go to an appointment without confirming it, hoping that the person's not there. They'll sit in front of a vendor and rather than close the deal, they'll arrange another meeting with the vendor <laughs> to what talk about it a bit more. So taking action is really important, but not kamikaze action. Now I would always back someone who takes more action over someone who takes less. So it's definitely worth being worth as in W-O-R-T-H, W-O-R-T-H, I can still spell. It's definitely worth taking more action rather than less and definitely being at the kamikaze end of the spectrum, you know, right of center rather than left of center and on the, I'm so cautious, I'm not gonna um, take any action at all because it might be the wrong action. That definitely doesn't get you the results. Someone reminded me recently of the Richard Branson quote, which was, um, if someone offers you an opportunity, say yes, and then work out how to make it happen work out how to do it. And I love that, that's right of centre, isn't it? That's towards taking action rather than procrastination. So, what am I talking about weaning down your leg? There are some things on this walk where I've just ploughed through. So, um, I storm in, I'm gonna use that word, I'm storming forward at three and a half miles an hour. <laughs> oh, it seems slow but I reckon it's the consistently right pace at which I can get to the end of my journey and it's the same in our property businesses right so I'm going ahead at that rate but I need to stop and urinate obviously I need to eat so I'm gonna have to stop and buy some food I can't carry that much food I'm working on 350 calories an hour that's the best part of 10,000 calories that I need to consume that's a lot given that in a normal day I eat between two and two and a half thousand calories. So it's four times what I'd normally eat. So I'm hoping that I, I find a fish and chip shop or a cafe or something that can do me a really good meal really quickly that I can just walk with and eat nice and slowly as I'm walking. But who knows, like that's where the luck comes in, doesn't it? I've lucked out so far because the day has been dry relatively mild it was pretty chilly in the morning i was wearing a hat i didn't expect to wear a hat but i had a hat in case i've actually got gloves and a neck warmer and i'm not sure if i'll have to wear those i may well do when it gets really like middle of the night early hours of the morning about five degrees this morning and it's rising and risen to about 10 degrees which is awesome actually i'm wearing three layers on my upper body and i'm in shorts so yeah lucked out with that <laughs> but there's a 30-40% chance of rain um, later tonight so likely it is I'm going to get wet but I'm prepared for that and here's the thing and you'll have heard it before hope for the best and prepare for the worst but be sensible about it so I've got wet weather gear I've tested my wet weather gear I have as I say got gloves I've bought the most hardcore gloves I don't want to wear gloves at all but if I need to I bought my skiing gloves my snowboarding gloves which are completely waterproof they're really warm. <laughs> They'll really keep my uh, fingers uh, dry if I need them. So I'm prepared, prepared for the worst. Plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Take action, take swift action, which is me storming at three and a half miles an hour. But when I'm eating or uh, indeed recording audio, like, like I am now, or, uh, and I'm doing little videos as well, um, I'm WhatsApping people, I'm speaking to people on the phone, it's all motivation and it's all work as well, you know, um, if I can help people while I'm thinking about them, then fantastic. Um, or when I'm urinating, I slow right down because if I'm recording or videoing or eating, I'm not 100% focused and I know I'm going to get increasingly tired and being hasty is gonna increase the chances of me turning an ankle or walking into something or spraining something. And the urinating bit, 
<laughs> I've, I slow right down and stop to have a little wee. <laughs> but, now the gents amongst you will laugh at this, <laughs> it is so cold that not everything is at its usual size. <laughs> Excuse me for the uh, explicitness. <laughs> Some things have shrunk slightly, which makes it quite hard to... Um, <laughs> can't believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> sleep deprivation clearly it's quite hard to um, urinate in the direction that you're intending and also quite hard to finish when you intend etc and on my trail my, my last trial run which was uh, a week ago now six days ago um, I rushed it and I was like right I'm done popped it back inside started walking and I wasn't done the coldness the numbness the, the shrinkage all deceived me <laughs> and I kid you not it carried on a little bit and, and ended up on my ankle which is not nice right having a little stream going down your leg not loads probably a couple of thimblefuls or whatever but that then made me wet quite uncomfortable it's not worth rushing 10 seconds in order to um, then be uncomfortable or to jeopardize the mission and the the reason I'm um, sharing that is it's the same with property don't rush at the crucial moment take your time there's never a need to, to rush yes there's a need to take action yes there's a need to be swift yes there's a need to 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 progress a deal but never at the sake of the mission and so there's a a metaphor you've probably never heard of before and one you're likely never to hear again. <laughs> so, I'll have been walking for 10 hours. So I'm, yeah, just, just off 10 hours. I'm in pain. My legs hurt. I'm not recording as many podcasts. I'm not recording as many YouTube videos. It is hard now. Oh, <laughs> my energy levels are low. I'm hydrated and fueled. I'm okay there. The sun is setting behind me. I can feel it on my calves. Losing the sun now. So I've probably got an hour of walking light before I need to put my head torch on. Um, and I've been lost for about the last 45 minutes. Oh my goodness, it's tough. So I've been following the acorns, which is the Hadrian's Wall sign. And they're amazing. They're like every... I guess sometimes they're every 100 yards and sometimes they're every 400 yards. They're pretty good. So if you haven't seen one for a while, you can like look around and go, oh, there's the nearest one, you know, and it just, it's just really reassuring, actually. It reminds me of um, the Appalachian Trail in, uh, in America. It goes up the east coast of America. I did a day's hike on that, and it was every 100 miles. They have what they call blazes, you know, just a strip on a tree and stuff. So um, I've been lost and not lost because i've been on the trail well following the the acorns for the last 45 minutes but i couldn't find myself on a map and i was looking i've got an os map as well like a a really small os map of the wall which only goes like four inches either side of the wall and i could find myself on that kind of it was a bit small scale so you can't see where to turn left and where to turn right but i couldn't find myself on my electronic map which is the one that i've photographed from the the guidebook they're like hand-drawn signs anyway there was a sign eventually when i rejoined the actual hadrian's wall path that said path closed diversion follow the road and i looked on the map i've walked three sides of a square on these roads and the path was really short and I kept looking thinking I can't be on there's 33 maps and I knew all day long how long each map's taken me roughly it's quite uh, motivating actually to go through the different maps and go oh I'm on map two and I'm on map five so I knew that I should be on about map 13 and I was looking at map 12 and I'd, I saw where I stopped for a coffee a little while ago and I've been going ages since then. And then I was looking at map 14, which is where I should be. Well, 13, 14. And I just wasn't anywhere. I looked at 15. I was like, no, I've not gone that far. Oh, I was so confused. Anyway, I'm back on the, on the map and I'm, 
you have literally been walking for an hour like you probably hear the emotion in my voice because I am exhausted and I cannot afford 45 minutes of basically walking in a circle so again opportunity though opportunity to grow and the beauty of recording this in the moment I'd never get all this detail if I sat down afterwards and tried to recount it that has tested me that's tested me more mentally than oh yeah I can't think of what would have tested me more because it's wastage and I hate wastage that's like one of my biggest values is leverage getting loads done with little not wasting loads especially when I know I've still got if I'm on 10 hours I've still got 20 hours to go fancy wasting a what 30 minutes walking 40 minutes walking when I've got 20 hours to go but hey ho it was never going to be easy was it It it's never going to be a a walk in in the park (laughs) oh and on top of that I've just had word from my team we're looking like we're losing the deal for next week so I was working on a completion for next week and it looks like it's all going to fall out of bed I don't know how I can rescue that deal so it's funny isn't it you're low and you get kicked in the ghoulies and you're like oh no that hurts and then when you're on the floor like squirming you get kicked again you're like no give me a break and then the sun's gonna set (laughs) it's gonna start getting cold all day long I've been on two layers actually I've got a short sleeve base layer and then a long sleeve base layer and then I've had a fleece on top and now it's getting chilly I reckon it hit 15 degrees or so today, maybe even slightly warmer, uh, which is lovely. But um, <laughs> last night it was cold up here. I'm, uh, I'm anticipating between zero and five degrees tonight. So, And I think we've got 12 hours of darkness. I've been working it out of my head, so I could check actually on my weather app. Um, I'll check the weather as well to see when it's, if it's going to rain, actually. That might have changed during the day. I've got the wind at my back actually currently so it depends where the rain's coming from that could be blowing it away or it could be blowing it to me <laughs> but as you can hear I'm tired a bit demotivated but I am still smiling and if you keep smiling you can keep going and you can oh ouch down downhill step that hurt you can keep putting one foot in front of the other um can I do that for twice as long as I've been going already? Well, I guess we'll see. Here's a learning though. And you have to, I think earlier on in the day, I mentioned taps, taps um, on our journey. And obviously I was talking about, oh no, <laughs> I've got a really steep downhill now, which is um, painful on the old quads. And then you get to the bottom, which looks really muddy and I've got to go uphill the other side. <laughs> it's like, no, keep it flat. Those Romans, why didn't they just build it flat, eh? Small mercies at the bottom of the hill. I don't have to walk through the mud. There's a little bridge of sorts with um, slabs of stone. So the the funny thing is, I was reading the guidebooks uh, the last couple of weeks (laughs) for obvious reasons. Apparently there's loads of like really nice stone walls around here and cobblestones and not cobblestones, but like, you know, stone roads and stuff. It's because people of farmers and that have plundered all the stone, the worked stone out of the wall. (laughs) So there's not a lot of wall left, but (laughs) the neighboring buildings and stuff. And apparently there are some really famous buildings here, like church and that, that are made from Adrian's wall, which tickled me slightly. Anyway, um, yeah, I've, I'm getting my mojo back. Oh, that hurts going up the hill. Um, and these things, you know, are sent to fry, fry us. They're sent to try us, aren't they? And also, what, and I say this to partners a lot, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And that's the same in the business. You know, I'll, I'll have a look at this deal. They've said we have to exchange contracts by end of tomorrow. And I don't think we physically can. Um, there are just too many moving parts to bring into line by the end of tomorrow. And we were working for a simultaneous exchange and completion on Thursday next week. So they've brought it forward by oh, six days. They haven't brought the completion forward, but they've brought the exchange forward, which is really annoying. But anyway, I'll perhaps, well, I'll have a few hours to ponder it tonight, won't I? So, yeah, all good. Easy work. I am just nearing 12 hours in. Um, had a tough bit earlier, about six o'clock was tough. Oh, um, but 
dark now. Been dark for about an hour. I had my head torch on for an hour. You know, the funny thing, the funny thing is, um, <laughs> I've now got something else to worry about. I'm now worried about my uh, um, torch battery running out. I've got two of them, so I've got it on the minimum beam. But you know, you have your um, um, uh, published. Um, uh, oh, you can tell how tired I am. My goodness, I can't even speak. Um, you get your published number of hours that a t- that a battery will last for, and then you have your <laughs> the real life ones. I know that because I drive a Tesla, and they tell me it gets three hundred and thirty miles. <laughs> I know it definitely doesn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm in quite high spirits. Surprisingly, I was really suffering about um, six-ish, half six. The sun was going down. Um, oh, hard, really hard. But now um, I've had a couple of cups of tea. They have these little honesty huts. I love it with um, kettles and tea making facilities and cans of coke and um food in them some of them one of them get this how enterprising 13 year old kid to be fair he was 13 six years ago but he opened it in 2016 (laughs) he had chips in the freezer uh, like microwave boxes of chips he had burgers um in a bun that you can microwave i didn't didn't available didn't avail myself of any of that junk because um (laughs) I i haven't trained on plastic so i don't want to start eating it now but yeah it's um had a couple of ibuprofens and that was from Stephen Green actually Stephen Green you have helped me so much sir (laughs) I saw him taking a few when he was um doing his world record um triathlon and I thought that is sensible because you know it can be hard but why have it extra hard and it's just loosened up my legs I can just stretch slightly more it doesn't every step doesn't hurt as much um I'm having to focus more on the, um, I'm having to focus more on the, um, (laughs) on what I'm saying. (laughs) I feel drunk and I'm only, uh, yeah, 12 hours in. So still got another 18 to 28 hours to go. (laughs) But um, I can now only see about 20 feet ahead, which (laughs) on a Roman road is actually quite good because you can't see how far away the end is you know they're very straight and very long aren't they um but why does that make navigating hard um so uh yeah interesting let's see how many hours i can stomp through the night what do they call it in the sas they call it yomping um yomping which is just like yeah eating out the miles grinding out the miles eating up the land so let's get yomping although i think the sas do it with a lot more weight on their back tell you what yeah newfound respect for those guys carrying heavy ammunition and guns and stuff like that oh the Falklands apparently they yomped with heavy machine guns and stuff on their backs um 60 odd miles and they came in from a direction that the Argentinians by the way I'm not supporting the Falklands war but I can respect the men for yomping 60 odd miles carrying all that gear and the um and then going to war you know not then (laughs) lying in a bath and oh i'm a bit stiff then you know fighting so um yeah credit to them and um i'll let you know how i get on with my yomping tonight it is midnight i have been hiking for windy hopefully you can hear me all right my sound engineer is gonna <laughs> moan at me sorry Pete <laughs> but I'll keep it brief I got lost how can you lose a wall <laughs> it's, it's six foot wide and like 20 foot high and I lost it but the wind and rain oh it was coming sideways and there were so many paths I was on this really um steep hill really hard on the ankles um and really slippery um i <laughs> i'd got a toasty from a pub i stopped at a pub and they'd finished doing food and i said oh please can you make me something so she made me a toasty and i feel like vomiting most of the time because i'm forcing down as many calories as i can i think my blood sugar's dropped a bit low a few times so i've been trying to get the calories in me but it's really hard because I don't think my body, like my, my stomach does, isn't enjoying it. And uh, 
I uh, I was walking with this toasty and the woman practically begged me to eat it on a plate in the bar and I was like no I need to get going I need to keep moving and uh, so she wrapped it in some um, kitchen towel like and um, <laughs> it was hammering it with rain I'm soaked now my I was walking with this cheese toasty and the papers like all was getting sodden the toasty it took me two hours to eat it it was a single slice of bread you know two slices of bread with she did it was lovely she put um some kind of cheesy um cheesy cheese oh my goodness how tired am I but like a really cheesy strong cheese <laughs> cheesy cheese um some ham really nice ham and that would have been amazing and then she added some tomatoes in and um that that was great but then she's put chived in chives and onion and oh so much flavor and I don't want flavor I want beige calories as many of them as I can but yeah I got it down me one bite at a time in the driving rain and um and <laughs> I managed to lose the wall so I'm wandering over this this big hill um <laughs> I got a lovely message from one of our uh, partners Michelle um so that was about half past 11 and she was like I'm sure it's hard now and I'm thinking you have no idea how hard it is it really is hard now and she was like but hang in there the sun will be up in six hours and I'm thinking the sun oh my goodness I'm like so far off <laughs> tomorrow and um and yeah shortly after I lost the wall <laughs> which is quite humorous gotta laugh at this stuff haven't you so I'm now refinding the wall Fortunately, the wonders of modern technology, I'm on Google Maps, because of course, as soon as you come off the path, there are no little acorns to follow. I was like, <laughs> I was asking God to show me an acorn. So yeah, I'm like trying to look around and I can put my torch on really full beam. It's got three like settings and that gives me about a hundred feet, um, but it burns the battery and I, I've got to make this last till, um, I think, I'll be able to walk again without a head torch about 7am. So it's got to last quite a few hours. Excuse me, oh, I've got the chives and onions repeating on me. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you, landlady. No, she was lovely. She opened her kitchen for me. I'm grateful. Um, I had some great advice as well from some locals. They basically said I was crazy. Told me that the second half towards Newcastle was much harder than the first half that there were massive drops everywhere and if I wasn't careful I'd fall down a 200 foot drop and die <laughs> I kid you not I'm like oh thanks gents yeah <laughs> I just want my lemonade and my little cheese tasted I'll be on my way but um gotta laugh haven't you cry otherwise <laughs> so I am back at home I'm sat on my sofa the day after so it is Saturday I wasn't uh, recording very much in the dark at 3.30, and um, I've looked back at my Strava recordings and I dropped to 38 minutes per mile. That's less than two miles an hour. And I'm not surprised it was such hard terrain in the dark, in the rain and the wind. The rain and the wind weren't constant, but the dark was constant. It was a really dark night, actually. I, I occasionally was turning my light off and, and it was completely pitch black. You couldn't see. There wasn't enough moon or stars to see like your feet or anything. Um, some of it, I was on all fours. I was climbing up the path which it was steeper than a, a staircase. I was amazed actually, I hadn't anticipated that. And it was okay, but it was quite demoralizing when an hour later you'd look and you'd only added, you know, 1.8 miles or something. Um, so yeah, um, I got slower and slower. I was suffering, uh, I was cold mostly. Um, the, the rain had gone right through, so it got all the way to my skin, bottoms and top. Um, quite demoralised. Energy levels were okay in terms of blood glucose levels. I could tell I still had enough um, glucose going on. I carried on eating pretty well. But yeah, just really tired. And my feet, my feet were killing me. Um, 
So what I decided to do at quarter to four is I checked in with um, with Paul and my other half and said, look, I'm going to call it a day here. Uh, I'm not going to walk any further. Um, I got my bivy bag out and my sleeping bag and wrapped myself up in uh, uh, in that. I kept all my clothes on. I thought that was better. It was quite a lightweight sleeping bag, so it wasn't thick enough. It was only ever for an emergency. Um, so it was... Uh, yeah, not, not thick enough to like get naked in and get warm in. Um, so I got in, in all my clothes, took my trainers off and oh my goodness, my, my feet, I took my socks off as well. My feet, I could feel them swelling as soon as I took my shoes off. And um, I basically got in the fetus position in this bivy bag, which was hard because the bag's not very wide um, and shivered. I shivered from about 4am through till about 7am, uh, about 630 um, I started trying to find taxi companies, <laughs> booked a taxi for myself. Um, and yeah, I probably slept an hour between four and, and six 30. I slept for about an hour. I just kept shivering in the fetus position. <laughs> I knew I was like safe. It wasn't comfortable, but I knew I wasn't, um, struggling. I kept my hands under my armpits and, uh, kept telling myself I was okay. Um, it's quite windy, so the, the little bivy bag um, was being blown around. I've got a photo of it, actually, that will go on the YouTube episode. So then the next morning, it was actually a beautiful morning. The sun came out, and you know that feeling when the... Um, the, the I don't know if you've ever been camping, but in the, in the mid-morning, when the tent gets really hot, or because it was only a little bag with about six inches space around me, it warmed up really quick. So by about seven... 30 or so I had that really warm feeling I was still wet I hadn't dried out but um the tent warmed up or the bivy bag warmed up and that was beautiful <laughs> that was lovely <laughs> um and then I decided to pack up and I walked about a mile put my wet socks on and my wet trainers on and walked about a mile um to the pickup point where the taxi was going to pick me up at 10 a.m. in the morning as I was walking to the taxi I actually recorded my reflections on the whole trip and so that will come out as our caffeine cast uh, in a few days time so watch out for that so that's my reflections on the entire journey sophisticated property investing a podcast brought to you by ethical property partners the experts in sophisticated property investment